Hello again, everyone. Tom Oglesby here in the FM 98.3 KCRD studios. You're listening to the Chatter Podcast, and we're going to begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. That's as close to harmony as I get. We should, we should <laughs> sing it in harmony. I can hum. Remember. There you go. There you go. Did we? Oh, we did. In the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we didn't finish that off. But um, I guess the Lord has a sense of humor. He's put all of us here. Yeah, right. together. <laughs> all right. So here we are, segment one, folks. Do you believe it? This is episode 24, uh, Feast. What is the Feast Day of the Holy Name? That's right. The we got some, the holy name. some catechism questions about the holy name ready to stump you guys in the third segment. Now, we celebrated the holy name yesterday. Oh, a day here, a day there. Oh, you're <laughs> just trying to be traditional. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's check out some headlines. Let's uh, jump in here. Is, are we doing headlines? Uh, well, you know, Janet uh, kind of summed up the top ten subjects that the chatters covered in the past six months or so and i i think it'd be kind of fun to to go over those and see what she has yeah i've got i can go over those and lost it, control at the top of the meeting here we lost go. Control. all right well really and honestly i mean it's it's we're recording this on january 3rd and it's it's been not a ha- lot of headlines this week it's everybody's on vacation right yeah the, the only headlines major majorly that were coming out which were kind of repeats and carryovers from the prior week but anything that was new was the critiques of the different masses, um, especially in Chicago. We have traditional masses being eliminated, and and anything goes mass um, right downtown in Chicago. It's you put them side by side, and it makes your skin crawl. Um, I wonder what it's like first thing in the morning at the Chancery in Chicago. What could we squelch this morning? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Crazy, just crazy. So it's kind of like we've already. What do you got here? Up. You've been. You, you've, I'm looking over your shoulder. You've got. You've been taking notes for 24 episodes. Right. Yeah. She's got lots of notes. What do you got? Well, I've got a top 10 of what we've talked about with the chatter these last. You didn't bring Letterman, 23. Did no, and they're not in any particular order, and they're not like, you know, 10 being the best or the least important or anything like that. I just looked at my notes and I said, "What have we talked about, the last 23 episodes?" That would be kind of fun to rehash or revisit or just take a look back. It is. It's always something that's done this time of year, right? Right. End of of a year, you look back. Right. So what do you got? So one of them that I have on my list is what we talked about a lot this year was our persecuted priest, and Father Altman was kind of the one that kicked it off. He was. That was a huge event that KCRD sponsored in September down at the Grand River Center. Our biggest event ever. Well... We, we had a few more bodies at uh, the Fatima Centennial. Yes, Fatima in uh, 2017, a, a thousand attendees, largest in the country. Good job, all you listeners that attended. Mm-hmm. But in September, we brought Father Altman, and we had about 700. 
But Father, that made kind of a big splash. Father John Lovell and um, Michael Voris and... Uh, Liz Yor. Liz Yor. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a spark plug. She is. She's actually an Iowan. No. Yes. Didn't know that. Yes. So, you know, when you see quality, you're not surprised where she came from. And before we move on to the uh, next item on here, just let's frame canceled priests. That doesn't mean they've been canceled due to malfeasance. They've been canceled due to orthodoxy. Right, right. right. Good reminder. That good is reminder. a good reminder because people think, oh, canceled, they must have done something wrong. No. No. Haven't done that. No. So that is a good reminder. And uh, and at the time, that I think we had about nine canceled priests here, didn't we? Well, and the one that people would relate with the most if they didn't know Father Altman was... Our priest friend that um, used to be right across the river in East Dubuque, and that was Father uh, Jim Parker. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. so you take that kind of quality, and and uh, it really causes a person to ask, "What is going on?" Yeah, if you're looking for an example of canceled priests, think uh, think John the Baptist yeah. locked up. Yeah. Think, yeah. think Peter and John. Mm-hmm. Who's a Peter and John who were uh, locked up, and the angel let them loose in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. Was it? John, right? Okay. That was Peter. If you're Peter, thinking of Peter sure. in chains. Peter yeah. in... Peter, but there yeah. was... There was someone with him. Was it Barnabas? Was it Saul? I don't Barnabas. know. Who was with him. He was, yeah. Wally. Wally <laughs> was there. Waldo. Where's Waldo? <laughs> All right. Don't put that on the quiz. All right. Next one on the list what was... We talked about a lot was the Traditiones Custodes report that came out from Pope Francis and all of the stuff that came after that including the dubia as in the last two weeks and again the traditiones custodes was you missed a headline on that point go ahead buried between christmas and new year on the topic of traditiones custodes in the is urbi is it urbi at orbi around Mm -hmm. this time here Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. where pope francis reaches out to pray for all persecuted Christians in the world. Wait a minute. Except anybody that's praying in Latin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Stop me before I go. What's number three? Um, we talked a lot about the vaccination and everything that goes along with it, but specifically being forced to get vaccinated and that coming down from our hierarchy and our church leadership. We need to do more of that right now. We're into January. We've made the turn to 2022, and it's uh, today's recording is January 3rd, and all kinds of uh, businesses here in Dubuque are being faced with the, I mean, what is John Deere, uh, the hospital's going to do, the banks, Cottingham and Butler, all of, all of the major employers are confronted with or at least facing a human resource question about what doing and we're getting a lot of calls from um, mostly dads few moms out there what can i do where can i get an exemption what you know uh, right and everything is post scripted with pray for us mm-hmm. so uh colleen should we do a glory be for the, all of the debukers who are faced with this great idea and Glory be to the Father, and the and Son, the Son, and to the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Just remember, Delta and Omicron are no match for the Alpha and the Omega. Ooh, Amen. Love Amen. it. 
Very nice. good. Very good. What's number? Are we on four? Yep. On, on number four, and this year we also talked about scandal after scandal after scandal in our church leadership. And a lot of that that went along with that was, you know, the, the homosexuality um, elephant in the room, the Monsignor Burrell resignation because he was busted on the grinder app, um, and then the abuse that has um, really brought out into light many more priests who have been um, accused and prosecuted uh, criminally. And, of course, that includes McCarrick again. So, And then it also includes the Vatican financial scandal, um, all of that. We talked almost every week, I think, we had something that was scandalous regarding our church leadership. Yeah, we know that scandal has always been a part of the church leadership. But I think with the um, the Internet and social media and everyone can find out everything at you know an instant notice, I think this scandal is deeper and broader because so many people now are aware of it. You know, a thousand Saint, years ago, they went St. Gollin's Mafia makes the Medicis look like Boy Scouts. Okay. You want to explain that? What was the St. Gollin Mafia? <laughs> Read the book. <laughs> We're doing headlines here. <laughs> but how long are we going to put up with the uh, elephant in the living room? And how, you know, w- when when the uh, surveys, the synods uh, in dioceses across the country, when, when are Catholics going to finally um, speak up and say, you know, I'm not going to confession, I'm not going to mass. You've, you know, you've perverted our religion You've molested our children, and I don't believe anymore. Mm-hmm. How many people, you know, they want to blame it on the pandemic, and it is. 47% aren't coming back from two years ago, but 66% didn't come before right. the pandemic. And right. we've had people tell us, I ain't going back. Which, of course, we want to stress, we can never leave the church that Jesus Christ himself founded. Yeah. But where do we send them? We keep where inviting we them back. Them? We keep inviting them and we keep trying to plead with them and love them and let them know that that scandal in the church is not the church. That was rhetorical, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know. Because, right, where, where can you send them? I think we need to be, when I say we, this podcast, this broadcast, this newsletter needs to be a beacon of light and a harbor of hope. And if you don't know where to go, do like dozens of others have. Reach out to us, and we'll help you get to a parish and a priest and the sacraments. Because, how did you just say it, Colleen? You can't close out on, on Christ and We can't church. give up on the Catholic Church. Yeah, we can't. And we can never abandon the Church of Christ, for sure. Because we know it's full of sinners. Hey, we're in it. Yeah, right? we're so in it. We're it's yeah, full I'm, of sinners. I'm put me down. But you have a good point. I mean, you know, you, you hate to bring, uh, you, you know, tell people you need to come back. This is the true faith, and, and here's what we believe. And then they come back, and and that's not what they hear in church. Right, or they hear nothing in church, or it's the same old thing. You know, and actually, we get into our fifth uh, top ten, and it's the great apostasy. We talked about this, um, and was not I, only talking about there? the... Yeah, we talked about... This is what's happening in our faith with people and that it's the great apostasy and that also we talked so much about knowing our faith. Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about different catechism points, about the teachings of our faith, about the truth, 
and we've invited people to come back. Um, and so the other challenge that we've done is to know your faith, read scripture, let us know. We can get you to a good priest, like you just said again. We've talked about that this this these past few episodes. You know, speaking of the apostasy and, and the locking out of the churches oh. and blaming things on COVID and attendance and all that, I just saw a picture of the cathedral in Montreal. Did you see that picture? There were so many people kneeling in the snow because they didn't have their jab, so they couldn't get inside, and they were having mass outside in the snow. And that's the second picture I saw somewhere else that happened. I can't remember now where it was. But I think some some people are waking up. I think so, too. Let me say this about that, Colleen. Uh, you know, we've heard from Catholics and faithful Catholics, hate to segment them, that I don't hear this from the pulpit and I don't hear this from the priest. At a certain point, I just want to say get over it because... At our immediate judgment, we're not going to have uh, a, a great defense to say it's my priest's fault. It's the duty of every Catholic, every Christian, to educate himself on the faith. That's why we're here at Aquinas Communications. That's why we're doing this show. And and people in our generation, in our lifetime, will have no excuse to not know their faith. It's not like we're all illiterate or we don't have it at our fingertips. There is no, we are going to have no excuse to not know our faith. And you, you need to get in, Janet, to that bellowing ox, which uh, the January-February issue will be issued sometime. Between January and February. In February, because, <laughs> gosh, it's been busy. But uh, we have added significant new programming, and we're going to talk about that later on. So, yep. Yep. where's Father Matigue? Oh, we need to bring him to Dubuque. I like what do you him. Think? I like think him. Think he'd draw? Absolutely. Where is, yeah. Four o'clock Central Time, KCRD, Father Robert Matig. Yeah, and listen, Monday through Friday, he just has a nice voice. He's got so many good points. He's a Jesuit. Um, he's. I'm don't, very don't, impressed. Don't hold that against oh, him. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. I'm very impressed by him. We what else you got, him. Janet? Um, item number six on our top ten, just everything that we've experienced with the cancel culture. Um, traditional Catholicism has been canceled. A lot of the bloggers and different people that we know and follow, like LifeSite News and and Father Heilman and Church Militant and Michael Matt and so many of our priests, and on some level, even our own personal experience as KCRD. Yeah. So what do you mean they've been canceled? What, what does that mean? That if we're not in agreement with what the secular world is promoting, then we're just shut off. You mean like our YouTube channels are YouTube canceled? channels. Um, our KCRD events, not naming any names, but... We had people write letters to other folks that said, do not attend this event, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, and that's not right. It's not right. And in this day and age, social media, social communications, they are so important. They will hate you because they hated me before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I got to I got to you know, we're not going to get all 10 of these into the first segment. We're running how much time we got two minutes left here. So today is the 3rd of January, the Feast uh, of the Holy Face of Jesus. Yesterday, to my chagrin, they moved the Epiphany from January 6th to yesterday. But on your point of the cancellation of, of Catholicism and religion and traditionality, so as I'm going into Mass, I had occasion to uh, ask Father before Mass a few questions. And he was in the sacristy, and uh, I 
genuflected at the tabernacle, and between there and meeting Father in the sacristy, I had an epiphany. On the epiphany. Well, the the pseudo-epiphany. I had an epiphany. But for the first time in months, it was a signal grace of saying, enough already. I'm here. On the Feast of the Epiphany, I'm here. And the pendulum's swinging. We're not, you know, you're not alone. How many times does it say in the in the Bible? Is it three sixty five? Be not afraid. One for every day of the year. One for every right. day of the year. Yep. I stole your thunder there, Janet, but I had to share that. Let everybody know where this radio signal and podcast lands. God is not dead. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost have manifested themselves to the Gentiles. And that's us. That's us. That's us. Very good. Good opinion. Can you get, what do we got, 60 seconds left, Janet? Can you squeeze one here? Bishops. Bishops. Bueller. Hello. Basically, our bishops have been deaf and quiet um, with a lot of the things that we really need to hear from them. And we talked about that a lot in these last 23 episodes, you know, the lack of standing up for the truth and barely a handful of them speaking out when we have times that need to have leadership speaking out. Well, based on the mail, they've heard you speak, Janet. (laughs) I am nothing. (laughs) I can be on a pillar in the middle of somewhere and talk, 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 talk. Well, that was one of the letters that did suggest putting her on the uh, pillar here. (laughs) Joan of Arc and Janet of uh, Old Wine. (laughs) (laughs) New Hampton. New Hampton. I wasn't even in the right county. Good Lord, no. Hey, we're coming down on the end of the segment of uh, one. This is the podcast called The Chatter, and you're right with us here. We'll be back on FM 98.3 KCRD right after these announcements. We're back in the studio, and the phones are ringing. Who is with you, Tom? Colleen Pasnick. Janet Wigner don't know how they could forget but maybe there's first-time listeners going along here there might be you know i just saw a graphic about our listeners and our subscribers to the bellowing ox isn't that crazy it's crazy i mean it's a hockey stick graph wow had a a couple had a couple yeah it is a hockey stick i never thought of it that way better than being a hockey puck Okay. Getting a lot of people asking, though, what is the chatter all about? And, you know, philosophically, when we put that together, it was supposed to be uh, a group of Catholics getting together after Mass on any given day for a cup of coffee and just shooting from the hip. And that's right where we're shooting from. <laughs> <laughs> that's and Janet, what we do. You, sh- you shot through eight of the uh, ten things we talked about last 2021 i got got through seven Seven. you know i ended up with you know saying we aren't hearing from bishops as we should be um number eight though is all the times that we've talked about our good and holy church leaders that are out there maybe in a small number but they're out there the cardinal burks of the world the schneiders of the world the cardinal gerhard Mueller, archbishop vigano um bishop strickland from texas pap rocky from illinois those are just a few names off the top of my head um, but that's an example of some good, holy men keeping that ember of the church burning. And 
it's not going to go out as long as we have good holy men and lay people that respond and and do all we can. It reminds me of that saying how a little leaven yeah raises the whole dough. Right. Right. So Exactly. They're the leaven. They're the leaven. We don't need a whole lot of leaven. No. Even salt of the earth, you know, Taylor Marshall, be salty, salt of the earth. Yeah. You don't need a whole lot of salt. No. A little bit of salt goes a long way. So those guys right there, they're 11, are salt. Yeah. They're, it's going to uh, be enough. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with them going forward. Number nine, and one of the things we talked about was the Synod on the Synod. On the Synod, on the Synod. <laughs> on the Synod. On the Synod. On the Synod. Got a question? Synod squared. Got a question? Synod. <laughs> synod. <laughs> I'd like to rename it the Sin Not. There you go. S I N K N O T or N O T. <laughs> As in thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. I think uh, when I'm talking to people and listening here, that they they don't come out and say it, but you can synthesize their feelings, their thoughts. They expect a priest and a bishop to know what they're talking about, not to be a Gallup survey intern with listening sessions. That's all I'm going to say. What's number 10? Number 10 was um, the whole life issue and abortion. And as of late in the last couple of months was the opportunity when the cases are heard for Roe versus Wade. I think that was the case uh, out of... Was it Mississippi? Mm -hmm. Dobbs v. Jackson. Yeah, mm -hmm. Dobbs versus Jackson. Right. And so that'll be interesting to see what happens in this year, 2022. And along with that, you know, Texas had that heartbeat bill. There's right. some good movement in the pro-life. There's pro -life. great movement in the pro-life movement. What's the practical consequence of that? Let's, let's just say that the Lord has heard our prayers. Mm -hmm. uh, Casey gets overturned. Roe gets overturned. Gets, what, what's the practical consequence? So I think what you're getting at is that it would go back to each state. Right. Each state would determine. So this case, which is Dobbs? Mm -hmm. Dobbs and Jackson. This ain't the end, folks. No. no. This is no. the beginning. Because if you think, and this is not about any one evil company that performs abortion. This is about, this is a battle with a guy called Lucifer. Right. And if you think he, he, he just went the easy route when he, was, when he usurped control over 50 states at a federal level, if it's undone, and it's likely that it is, there's been a lot of people praying for 50 or more years, mm -hmm. it's going to go back to every state capital in the union. And you know right now they're circling the wagons because they see the writing on the wall that they are likely to be shut out by the courts at a federal level and if you're not active prime let's just where we're at Des Moines Madison and Springfield st. Paul you know what they're gonna do yeah they're they're already working on it and that's a squeak wheel that'll get the oil and it has in the past that's how gay marriage got through in the state of Iowa mm -hmm. we have got to be on guard with this and supportive of ending abortion and and be proactive with our senators, our representatives, our congresspeople um, to make this happen. Otherwise, if you sit still, we're going to get what we have already, and then we deserve that. 
Yeah, and we do want the fight at a more local level. Right. We definitely want a fight there. Now, California has said if Roe v. Wade is overturned that they will become an abortion sanctuary, right? And I hope so, they fall off into the ocean. Yep, women who, uh, you know, from out of state who want an abortion, they could get a free hotel And if room. I have not charity, I'm a banging <laughs> gong and a clanging cymbal, but let California fall into the sea. I'm just it trying to be happen. charitable. Charity, charity. Is not always rose petals and chocolates. <laughs> For those of you, you, you know, this is a podcast, but it's it's audio only. For those of you who aren't in the studio, which is all of you, uh, Colleen and I are sitting gingerly here. Janet has a seatbelt on. <laughs> we strap her in. Don't tell him I'm wearing each, a helmet. Each episode. <laughs> oh. I mean, one that would, seriously, I mean, when you look at these bishops, the thing that just irks me, I've said it before, but it is now, it is so ironic. How can a bishop come out and say, oh, yeah, we're not going to promote abortion and at the same time opt to have mandatory vaccination? It does not make sense. And I can't be quiet about that. I just can't. That, to me, goes against our immaculate and merciful heart of Jesus. I just, it does not make sense to me. Well. For sure, it's the issue. I think, in my opinion, the life issue is the issue. It goes back to everything. Well, no society that has ever endorsed the killing of its children and the homosexual unions of its society, any society that has endorsed those two things, not tolerated, but endorsed by way of legislation and legalization, has been wiped from the face of this earth. Yeah. This. The Knights of Columbus put it in the, uh, was it the 1950s, the Pledge of Allegiance, mm -hmm. the phrase, one nation under God. Mm -hmm. Get it straight, folks. God rules. Government, next is the people. Third is the government. The government derives its authority by the consent of the governed. Mm -hmm. And that's us. But you're right, you make a good distinction between what we tolerate and what we endorse and legislate into law. You know, do you remember when it used to be when it came to homosexuality, well, you just tolerate, tolerate people with an alternative lifestyle. Now it's, you better bake me the dang cake. Yeah. Right? Or I'm taking you to court. And you better love me. You better accept me. And by golly, you better change everything that we know to be normal, to be not normal anymore. Our workplaces, our worship, our how we shop, mm. everything. It's just, it's just so mind-blowing that we've gotten to this point. I didn't know she was going to quote Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> <laughs> did you have the Right to Life newsletter calendar? There? I did. We plugged briefly last week, but we should hit it again. When's the uh, January events for Dubuque County? Yeah, so if you can't go out to Washington, D.C., come down to the local Walk for Life on Saturday, January 15th at 11 a.m. Now, that's a little different. It used to be at 10 or 10.30. So 11 a.m. is the new time on Saturday, January 15th, down at the gazebo, which I think technically is called Washington Park, but everybody says the gazebo. Mm -hmm. So, um Join us there. It's guaranteed to be freezing cold and uh, maybe snowing. 40 mile an hour winds. Are we doing chilly? More penance. It'll be very chilly. No, no, no. I know Are what you're we saying. eating chilly? Followed by a chilly luncheon. Yeah. And if it is really chilly outside, they'll have the speakers inside. Will we be in competition with the Women's March? Are they doing that this year? 
You know, the couple of years ago that um, had happened huh? on the same day. Right. Right. And so the Women's March was after. Right. The March for Life. There was a couple of us that crashed their event and they did not like it. They didn't. In fact, they announced yeah. it from their podium that there they were some did. spies or something. What yeah. did they call us? Um, I can't remember what they called us, but I did um, hear from those people that they thought they might die that day. <laughs> <laughs> There we are, leaning against the wall with our signs at our feet, going, oh, we're just seeing what's going on. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So please come down. The Walk for Life, Saturday, January 15th, 11 a.m. at the gazebo, and then followed by a chili luncheon at the night. Are we doing a rosary? They uh, usually pray the rosary as, as they, they walk. walk. A lot yeah. of people pray it as they walk. But are we doing, you and me and Tim and oh, the rosary day. rally? Oh, 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 the rosary rally. Good question. I I know the answer to that. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> the person who's hey, wait, in charge I'm of ask trivia. A question. Send, send, send a text. We're going to volunteer somebody here. Tim, if we? you're listening, you're let volunteered. us know. All right. What else you got, Janet? Is that Hey, 10? that was 10. All right. Yeah. What do you have? Well, I have, I don't know if you're familiar with the blog spot called One Mad Mom. Yes. Yeah. Does anybody know yeah. One Mad Mom? Yes. Well, not personally. I, well, I haven't been able to understand who she is. She's rather anonymous. Do you have a, not to blow her cover here, but. No, no, no idea. No, I don't know who she is personally. Anyway. I'm familiar with the one mad mom. Dateline, New Year's Eve. That's December 31st. One mad mom's prediction for 2021. She greets us with blessings for the new year. Remember, we're all whining about 2016. We must remember the Axiom out of the frying pan into the fire here. Hard to imagine 2021 being harder than 2020. Anyway, here's her productions for... Uh, and she's got it wrong here. She's saying 2021. This is uh, 2022. J.D. Flynn and Ed Condon conspiring in some joint venture that uh, uh, brought upon the underground bunkers and planning to right out 2021 maybe this is her 21 uh, predictions what just came in the news how can she be predicting to 2021 maybe it's going to be a repeat Got like me. groundhog day oh my gosh please lord no do we have to go through 2021 again <laughs> no i don't like to repeat the past pope francis will not step down she predicts the jesuits float this every year Prediction number eight, Donald Trump will become Catholic, if for no other reason to drive liberal Catholics insane. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Did I just say that? Which part? <laughs> number well, seven. it would be wonderful if he became Catholic. At the dawn of mercy, Don Eden Goldstein continues to exercise that mercy she's proud of by banning every last Twitter follower who offends her. I don't know, Dawn. Some of these are rather esoteric. Number six, we'll be forced to get scorecards to keep track of who on Catholic Twitter is mad at whom today, which of them are superior Catholics, and who really loves whom, despite the fact that it was necessary to fraternally correct them in a tweet. Anybody? 
These aren't these aren't doing anything with you, huh? Well, I'm I'm not sure if they're 2021 or 2022, well, so I'm just, trying I, to figure out. A, a, just go, yeah. Well, I was thinking of the they might be 2021, which is interesting because I do know some people that were in a tiff with each other, and it was multiple people at different times. I just printed the year. it this morning, but maybe maybe she's saying this is what I predicted and what did happen. Oh, maybe. that could be. Maybe. Or maybe this mad mom is really mad. Uh, As in nope. crazy mad? It could be. <laughs> wasn't, it was mad cow, wasn't it? <laughs> we'll be all forced to get scorecards to keep track of... Oh, we said that. Number five, the Vatican nativity scene will include a gender-neutral character supporting BLM, rainbow burkas, with no baby Jesus. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't have that this year. Overpopulation, climate change, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll marginalize the donkeys and the uh, cow. Number four, Pope Francis will have an amazing influence on Latin countries like Argentina. They'll remain fervently pro-life and Catholic. Oh, she might be wrong on that, she says. Hmm. Synodally speaking, Germany will be visited by a very unforeseen meteor on the name of it. It it will uh, cause hardships possibly a nuclear winter for the rest of us, but it would be worth it. <laughs> but it would be worth it if yeah. a meteor hit Germany? Is that what she's saying? <laughs> she's making me think of what <laughs> what we think predictions would be for 2022. We should do our own predictions. The Epiphany is going to be a humdinger of an event this year. Stock up on supplies, holy water, bless candles, or ten bless candles, bless salt, chalk the doors. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. <laughs> I get a load of this. So, I, I, I yesterday got some epiphany salt and, or water and chalk. And for the first year, the only chalk that was available was white chalk. My walls are all white. <laughs> you racist. <laughs> so, so, so Marianne says, what's this chalk doing here? I said, it's, it's blessed chalk. Oh, here's the prayer. Well, you got to change the chalk up there because it's a new year. Uh-huh. Honey, it's white chalk. She'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> You'll have to get some yellow or green chalk. Evidently. I can hook you up. <laughs> so, um, Number that, one prediction. Let's yes. get rid of this okay. one here. James Martin of the Society of Jesus will continue to reign as the king of useful dissenting idiots club. Oh, my he he wins that honor. Congratulations to him as he has now captured the title for the longest reign. Gives him some victory points in Settlers of Caton or something here. So I'm confused. I, I that's, read that's this interesting. this morning yeah. Yeah. and I printed it out. And Well, if any of you are familiar with the Babylon Bee, a satirical site. I think it's a documentary. <laughs> they have some predictions for 2022. Bail me out because I think these are 21 <laughs> predictions. So, so what do they say? So I'll just I'll just list a few because they almost go day by day. It's uh, the Babylon Bee predictions for 2022. Just a, a sampling. Pfizer unveils booster shots four, five, six, seven, and eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's coming. Harvard gender studies professor discovers five new pronouns. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> The January 6th committee finally catches your grandma. Uh Oh. Uh -oh. (laughs) Meat is outlawed, uh, replaced with delicious bugs instead. Mm. Protein. Man dressed as woman hailed as the first woman to not complain about being cold. 
In August, the only child to be named Brandon for the entire year is born. <laughs> oh my! And um, that's about that's about it. That Those are really good. Babylon Bee is just so funny, and you have to laugh sometimes. And you have to know the news to know what they're talking about. Yeah, but it's it's satire, folks. It it's is just satire. Yeah. Wow. It's well deserved satire. You're listening to the Chatter Podcast with. Janet Wigner and Colleen Pasnick. And you have to say that frequently because they keep saying, who are those women? I'm Tom Oglesby <laughs> on FM 98.3 KCRD. We'll be back after this. We are back. We might have to uh, start doing Babylon B. I just get in, a kick in, out of it. In every uh, segment here. <laughs> They're can just you, fun. Can you imagine? Uh, so when did this break? It was a NASCAR interview, wasn't it? Yeah, this it summer. Was. Yeah. Summer, late, late summer. Can you imagine <laughs> if a year ago in January of 2021 you named your son Brandon? <laughs> I feel sorry for all the Brandons that are already Brandon. Why do you? <laughs> Honey, what's his middle name? Yeah, right. <laughs> BJ. Can we call him BJ? <laughs> All right, Colleen, you've got some um, interesting things. Well, yeah, you guys were going on the news, the headlines, which is great, and the predictions, that's great. I was looking at the calendar and seeing that uh, Epiphany and the Holy Name of Jesus are the things that I thought that uh, we might want to cover today. So, Tom, you already mentioned that Epiphany, they kind of moved that feast. Well, I'm going to go stronger on that if I could have 30 seconds. You go for it. People are going to wonder why the faith is being marginalized and people don't identify with Catholicism and yet you keep moving the high feast days. Epiphany used to be little Christmas. Right, that's right. That was was a day that people gave gifts. Solemn that Christmas begins on the 25th. It goes through it. It doesn't begin at Halloween or at Thanksgiving uh, or at Labor Day. It begins on the 24th of December, the, the vigil He's born at that, and an epiphany. And what are the other high feast days that get moved to the Sunday? You know, it depends on what diocese you're in, right? But I think around here, I think um, Pentecost gets moved. Pentecost. I think the Ascension gets moved. Yeah. Um, you're not going to have a Catholic culture until, and, and I've talked to parish priests about that. Well, people can't get it. This way we're absolving them of being in mortal sin. Here's the, here's the deal, folks. You need to pony up. This is more than 30 seconds. You need to pony up because you've got priests out here that are making excuses for you by moving the high holy day feast days of the Catholic Church to the closest Sunday so that you don't have to take off work. You get two weeks of vacation. You can either go to Disney World or you can go to church at your parish on the day of the Epiphany of the Assumption, of the Immaculate Conception, of the Ascension. This year, the Feast of Mary, Mother of God was not a holy day anymore because it was on a Saturday. All right, right and, and seeing the old calendar, because that's what I follow and that's that's the church celebrations that I attend, we've honored that those days. We've kept them as those days. And wouldn't it be great if Catholics did keep them on the day they were and said, I'm taking the day off, right? 
Because here's what's going to happen. If, if Catholics take the day off and go to church on the feast days that are designated for the feast days, it will impact a couple of things. One, it will impact your employer. Right. And you will begin to spread Catholicism in your community. Exactly. Just like if you don't eat meat on Friday. Which is why Another we have been running nigh on for two years, three years now, with some very gracious people, Jeff and Linda Field, who run Jack's Chicken Palace, who have been gracious to provide shrimp, catfish, pike, and all of that on first Fridays, on Fridays during Advent and Lent, the penitential seasons, including Ash Wednesday, for Catholics to be able to abstain from meat and follow their faith. Which is so wonderful. I mean, that, that is just such, beautiful, such a beautiful opportunity for them to do that. It's, it's like a ministry that they're doing. Catholics need to change the culture. You can't change the world, but you can change Dubuque. The second impact you're going to have after you impact your employer is you're going to impact your pastor. Right. When your pastor sees that he moved in conjunction with the bishop High Holy Feast Days to the Sunday, but you show up on Ascension Thursday. By the way, every year, Ascension Thursday is on Thursday. Exactly. Mm. So why are we the Epiphany? On Sunday? The Epiphany over here, when, when there's usually 30 people at a weekday Mass, and there's 600 people at the parish Mass for the Epiphany, on, because it's every January 6th. Right. The pastor's going to know. It will get back to your bishop. You know, I think it's um, a kind of another symptom of people trying to make things easier for people. When really, we need to offer sacrifices. You know, to take the easy road is, is not going to get us there. What did Christ say? Carry the cross. He said more of that. Deny yourself. Mm -hmm. pick, pick up, up your cross daily. It. Yes. Daily. Not once. Daily and Follow me. Now, I'm going to say, well, if I use all my vacation days on the holy days, there's a half dozen holy days, and I'm going to use a whole week of vacation. Get over it. Right. Can't you go anywhere anyway. You, you want to spend. <laughs> you want to spend eternity. Did you want me to be merciful? Did you want? Not you. Oh. In, in Merriam-Webster, merciful. Has Janet's picture in there. <laughs> with a line through it. <laughs> well, my point is, my point is, is you want to spend eternity with Christ or Mickey Mouse in Disneyland? Exactly. Good, good point. So everybody, if, if uh, oh, they'll hear this after Epiphany, won't they? Darn it. Yeah, but there's other feasts coming. There up. are other feasts coming up. Well, or, the ninth. By the time they hear this, the ninth, the traditional calendar is the feast of the Holy Family. Yeah. And that was always something that was celebrated and also was an opportunity to describe what family truly is and sacrifices of what the Holy Family had, you know, all the way going out of um, into Egypt and so on and so forth. And, I mean, it's, an, it's a softball for homily, yeah. if anyone it needs is. one. It is. But now, you know, the um, Epiphany, like you mentioned, is the 12th, 12th day of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So we're going to sprinkle a couple catechism questions in here. Interesting. Here we go, Tom. 
What is she going to throw and out there? And you can't sing always, the answer. She always scares me when she licks her lips. <laughs> no singing the answer. Right. I know. I'm trying to get my brain to get ahead of her. <laughs> Cue the Lords of Leaping. Right? Okay. Which uh, day of Christmas are the Lords of Leaping? Nine. Hmm. Janet, your guess? Uh, I don't know. We're not going to sing the whole song. I have so to sing have... the song. <laughs> Uh, he's got to be in there somewhere, eight or nine. Or ten. Or ten. Ten. The answer is ten. Lord the Leaping. Okay. Now, I'm not going to give you the softball of five, because that's kind of <laughs> like the break in the music. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you at five. All right. One more. Piper's piping. How many pipers piping for the days at Christmas? Seven. What's your guess, Janet? I have to go through the song again. I got to say this. No singing. This is one of my least favorite Christmas songs. Mine too, because it takes forever. I I don't mind that that it takes it. it, It's just hard (laughs) to get the repetition in a um, artistic manner. Oh, it's got to be nine. Is it nine? Yeah, it's eleven. All right, so that was fun. Okay, so staying on the epiphany theme here. Um. What do some people do in their homes on the Feast of the Epiphany? Tom made a reference to this earlier. Well, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, dating, the dating of your doorway with the, with the uh, blessed chalk Very good. in Roman numerals. And then there's some prayers. And it's um, in What's reference the to the three, three kings. It's, I, I, it's, uh, I just left it upstairs. What's the formula? C plus M plus. Yeah, well, but there's something that... in front of the C. Right. Um, I have it written on my door at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone who's listening, if you have never blessed your house with chalk, you call the station because I've got some packs of blessed chalk along with the prayer to say and but why how to would, write why, it out. Why do we do this? Yeah. It's why do we do it? It is to bless our house and all those who come and go. And, and it says it in the prayer all those who enter here. May all those who live here live in harmony. Uh, but the formula is 20 because you got the first two dates That's of the right. year. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So now we're in 20. Then it's plus C, C. plus M plus B, B plus the last two. Uh, 22. 22. So what's C and B stand for? Um, well, C is 100, right? No, no, no. No, it's the three kings. It's the three kings. But oh. what are their names? Um. Baltazar, okay, Melchior. Okay, that's the B. That's the M. What's the C? Charlie. <laughs> Brandon. Oh, wait, that's a B. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, are you sure it's C? Yeah, yeah I'm it's sure. C. I know it's C. Baltazar, Melchior, and... Um, hmm. it? I know. I've got it here. <laughs> All right, it was also a friendly ghost. Baltazar? Casper. 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 Casper, Casper Melchior, and Balthazar. I'm three... sure it's Casper. Kings. And that's also because the three kings brought gifts to Jesus. Is it Casper or Gasper? Well, you know, sometimes they couldn't curve their letters like U's and V's, C's and G's, I's and J's. I heard Casper with a C. All right. So in other words, your tree should still be up till Epiphany. Oh, yeah. Right? Mine yeah. is. Or longer. Well, it shouldn't go up in Halloween. Right. 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 Now, you might want to leave your tree up till the Feast of the Presentation. Mm-hmm. When is that? Well, it's when you go up the 15 steps. <laughs> well, we all know that's a symbol for the presentation. 
That's February 2nd. That's a long which time is, to leave uh, your tree up. Which is also Candlemas Day. Candlemas Day. Yeah, that's a big deal. And St. Blaise, is he the first or the third? He's the third. So anyway, so those are my uh, things that I wanted to discuss about Epiphany. We all know the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you guys about the blessing and the formula and what it stands for and offer uh, free blessed chalk. First come, first serve. Well, I don't know why we're blessing homes here. We, we've never had a problem with demons in this city. No. Really? No. I, I beg to differ. You know... We're being funny here, but on a serious note, every time we sin, there's a demon involved. Mm-hmm. And every time we sin, and it's a mortal sin, a lot of times it's multiple demons involved. Mm-hmm. So I beg to differ on that comment. I know who made that comment. But we do have a problem with that, not only in this diocese, but in every diocese in the world. And we need our bishops desperately to exercise their office. I think we've got a great opportunity with the uh, Mary, the Mother of God, and, and the presentation of Mary and the Epiphany and what other saint or, or feast days we've got. Every Catholic, every Christian family, every family, if you're struggling with families, needs to be consecrated to the Holy Family, Jesus, mm -hmm. Mary, and Joseph. Yep, yep. And Do it now. Do it now is right. And when it comes to this epiphany blessing, have the father of the house do it. Absolutely. Right. Do it as a family. Right. Yeah. And well, that's great for the father of the family to do it because he's the head of the household. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And it's a great way to teach his sons. It is. And the kids love it. So you know, there sure is, to do that. There was a visionary, a contemporary visionary. I just read something the other day on this. Um, he was in a room and he was experiencing a vision and there was people in the room and some people he saw... Padre Pio some people he saw the when he'd look at different people he'd see their guardian angel and some people when he'd look at him he'd see the Virgin Mary and she had a tear going down her cheek oops and he asked the Blessed Virgin Mary you know why what why she would cry why she'd have that tear going down her cheek and she said he said that she said that the people that he saw her with they love her but they're not consecrating themselves and their worries to her like their children or their issues or whatever they have going on. And that really struck me hmm. because even though it's a contemporary visionary, we don't we test these things, people. Make sure you test these things. But by the same token, the element of truth in that is Mary loves us so much that she wants us to consecrate ourselves to her immaculate heart. Mm -hmm. Not only ourselves, but each family member. Mm -hmm. Every time we pray for a person, we should be consecrating them to our Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart. Mm -hmm. Got to go deeper on a concept here that I heard over the weekend, Janet. It's amazing how you can spur uh, your comments, spur something I listened to here. It was with respect to consecration to the Holy Family and consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. As it relates to demons, which is what Colleen's talking mm -hmm. about here by uh, blessing your home. But the point here is, is that this priest made the statement that says, if you consecrate yourself, your family, your home, and your possessions to the Immaculate Heart of Mary in an act of surrender, you no longer are laying claim to your property, to your family. You have essentially not abdicated, but rather relinquished 
claim on your persons and your possessions, and they are now under the protectorate of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, guess what ain't going to happen? Old Longshanks ain't got anything going on right now. That's but right. if you but if you hold on to it, you know, he, it's fair game. That's right. When you hold on to your possessions. That's right. That's a beautiful thought. That's a beautiful thought. Can I stump you? Okay. Because I know you're ready to stump me, but I got one you oh, won't okay. get. I probably won't. <laughs> We're radio station FM 98.3 KCRD for A Pizza and Lion and Kugel. What was the first song ever broadcast over the radio? The first song ever broadcast, like when radio started? Correct. God Bless America. Nope. Oh. Happy birthday. Nope. What? Oh, Holy Night. Oh, wow. Isn't that a beautiful song? What lot? a great selection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Christmas Eve, 1906, 115 years ago, Reginald Fessenden, who died in 1932, a radio pioneer and former colleague of Edison, Thomas Edison, experimenting with the microphone and telegraph as he was transmitting. He read Luke's nativity story over the airwaves and then followed up with his own rendition of O Holy Night. Wow, that powerful. Yeah. My hasn't Beautiful. radio slipped into the gutter since then. Yeah. Except for KCRD, yeah, except of course. For KCRD. Except for KCRD. What do you got, Colleen? Well, last thing. We only have a few, uh, less than a minute here. So the other uh, feast day that I wanted to talk about was the Holy Name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... Um, taking the name of the Lord in vain is a big, big offense against the second commandment. And people oftentimes just fling it around, not even thinking about it. No, they right. have no idea. So this is just a, a little uh, something to share with the audience. Every time you hear or say the name of Jesus, I want you to bow your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bow your head. Right, because Tom, you mentioned earlier, every, knee, every knee shall bend right. on heaven and earth. So that is another thing that um, Catholics can do to kind of restore a sense of Catholic culture. Every time you hear the name of Jesus, just a little bow of the head uh, is one thing you can do. And the other thing you can do, if you hear someone take the name of God in vain, just repeat out loud, blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed, blessed be, be God. God. To atone for what they just said. Right. And make the sign of the cross. And, it, that, and that's a difficult way to intercede in conversation and social situations. The other thing I think that is... Uh, I would recommend is at the end of the day, before you get in bed or while you're lying there, before you fall asleep, say the ejaculation. Admirable is the name of God. Admirable is the name of God with the intention of repentance and reparation for those who we met with in these last 24 hours or the last week since we said that prayer. Admirable is the name of God because we got to change society here. And we we've got to change shows here. This is the Chatter Podcast. What do, oh, oh, what do we got? I think Janet wanted to say something. Oh, I forgot. Well, this will be my last show. And I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for the opportunity to have been part of the Chatter. At this time, I'm choosing to step away. It's been a privilege and a joy to share our faith with listeners and to encourage them to be more informed about not only the truths of our faith, but the headlines that impact our church. 
KCRD has been stellar and serious about impacting the lives of the faithful throughout our listening area and beyond. Thank you both, Tom and Colleen. It's been a lot of fun. I'm very appreciative of all that we've been able to do. And I'll be stepping away. We'll miss you. You bring a lot to the show and we'll limp along until we figure out how we want to adjust. Thank you for 23 episodes of your insight and your headlines. Thank God. Thank God for the privilege that we've had to to be able to have done this. Yeah. God bless Janet Wagner. Amen. Amen. And let us close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, Father, and to the the Son, and and to the the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and ever shall be, world world without end. Amen. Amen. This is the Chatter Podcast on FM 98.3 KCRD. Thank you.